Well, today I, I want to say that we are starting a mini-series uh, entitled uh, God Didn't Say That, and, uh, and it's uh, just two weeks long, so I'll speak this morning and Fran will kick, uh, finish it off next week, but, but the idea is that there's things that we uh, give God uh, the blame for sometimes or the credit for, and it's not necessarily something that, that God orchestrated or did. And so what we want to do is look at some of these sayings, and, and, and many times they're, they're half-truths. In other words, there's, there's, there's nuggets of truth within that, but there's also within it the potential to, to misinform and, and to mislead us in, when it comes to how God works in the world that he's created. And so we don't want to uh, do harm by, by uh, saying some of these things and believing some of these things. And a lot of times, uh, and what I'll talk about this morning... Uh, these, you hear these phrases in the midst of suffering. If someone's going through a difficult time, or let's say a, a child has been uh, killed uh, in an accident, or something happens and it's a tragic experience, or, or maybe a, a catastrophe, or some type of, of disaster, you'll hear some of these phrases that uh, sometimes imply God did this, or God caused this, and, and he did not. So uh, one of the things is, is, uh, that we'll talk about this morning is, is the idea that everything happens for a reason. And so uh, everything happens for a reason. Now, if you're mourning the loss of someone and someone comes up and they try to comfort you and they say, you know, just everything happens for a reason. The, Id the idea is that, that God caused this and there's a reason for your loss. There's a reason for it. And many times we try to explain uh, and try to make sense of, of what happened. And, and so uh, in this phrase, everything happens for a reason, uh, there is truth to that because there is the idea of cause and effect. You know, this this idea of an action has consequences. So there is a reason for the things that happen, but many times when we use it in the area of suffering or trying to console someone, it's like God did this and he knows why he did it and it's a, a part of his plan and we don't understand it but just trust so that's all implied and everything has for a reason when, when we say that to folks and so what we want to do is kind of unpack it a little bit and and sometimes uh maybe rethink how we comfort someone instead of saying everything happens for a reason maybe there's other ways that we can comfort uh, and, and hopefully if you've said this, and, and, I, and I'm not trying to make you feel bad for saying it or, or, or fuss at you for doing it, uh, because the hope is that, that there will be comfort given to the folks that uh, are experiencing uh, whatever it might be. And so um, th th that's the hope, and I know that's, that's the desire. But everything happens for a reason. So uh, there is uh, a reason for things that happen. We know that. So if I, if I slam my hand down on this pulpit the way God's created my body, I've got nerve endings and, and it's flesh and bone and it's going to hurt. So, you know, if I say, gosh, I hurt my hand, uh, the reason I hurt my hand is because I slammed it down on this, on this podium. Does that make sense? Um, God's created the world to work in certain ways. And so um, if I choose to, to jump off this stage and um, I'm not going to float because there's gravity, there's God has created the, the universe and, and we have... Um, very consistent laws that work within nature. God's created that way. And so things will happen if we do it. So if I take my glasses and I drop them, well, what are they going to do? 
they're going to they're going to fall because gravity is going to take take over and so we, we know things happen and and there's cause and there's effect uh if we do good things then uh, jesus said you reap what you sow so if you put a, a seed in the ground that that seed can produce whatever it is if it's an apple it'll produce an apple tree if it's if it's a, a peach seed it'll produce a peach tree so there's there's things that you whatever you sow is what you're going to reap and so sometimes you can sow good things and you get bad things from it and and that's not because uh what you sowed wasn't good but the second idea not only is there cause and effect but we live in a fallen society in other words when god created the heavens and the earth and he said it was good, then we find out that Adam and Eve, the first humans, had a choice. They could, they could choose to obey God or disobey God. And there was one thing they weren't supposed to do, and guess what? They did it. And so when they did that, sin entered into our world, our experience, and there was a separation between us and God. There was, there was negative consequences that happened from that choice that they made. And from that, we all live in this fallen society. We all do things that aren't positive, aren't good, aren't healthy. And because of that, there's an effect that happens, and, and that collectively causes our society not to be functioning in a perfect way. So uh, not only is there there's, uh, these physical laws, but there's spiritual laws. And if we sow to the flesh, the Scripture says, then we're going to reap from uh, that corruption. And so the result of living in a, in a, in a negative way is going to be negative consequences. Uh, and so we, we, we do see there's reasons. So it's not just the natural laws, but there's spiritual laws that are involved. And, uh, and so we live in this fallen world, and so you might be doing good, and bad comes back because people uh, sometimes respond in a negative way to something good you want to do. If you try to reach out and help someone and they don't want that help, they might fuss at you. They might yell at They might even cuss at you. And so you say, well, gosh, I try to do good and bad's coming. Well, that, that's because there's sin in the world and, and not everybody's walking with the Lord. And so uh, some other things that happen, you know, we, we, we do make choices. Uh, in the Old Testament, you see Moses giving the children of Israel, you know, choose this day whom you're going to serve. You know, uh, Joshua said the same thing and said there's, there's, we have choices. We have the opportunity to, to do that. And because we have choices, God holds us accountable for what we do and how we live and what we say. Uh, now, back in the 1500s, there was a man uh, named John Calvin. He lived from 1509 to uh, 1564. And John was a brilliant lawyer. He was a pastor. Uh, he was a theologian. And when he was 27, he completed a wonderful work of theology called Institutes for uh, the Christian Living and Religion. And in that uh, Institutes that he, that he wrote, he had the idea and he had the belief that um, everything that does happen does happen for a reason, but God is the cause of everything that happens. God is the reason everything happens. The reason you're thinking the thoughts that you have is because God has put those thoughts in your head. And so this this kind of feeds into this idea of, of everything happens for a reason and, and God's caused everything. Now, John Wesley, uh, 200 years later, comes along and, and others that, that lived during the time of John Calvin, and they said, no, we, we don't accept that. God is sovereign. In other words, sovereignty has the idea of authority and power, and a sovereign in any place doesn't look for any other source for, for power and authority. God is the ultimate who has all power, all authority. He is totally sovereign over everything. And so with his sovereignty, it was hard for John Calvin to think that anything could happen outside of God doing it because he has all power. He has all authority. Uh, and so, uh, but as, as others have come along and other Christians have tried to say, listen, that, that's, 
that is an understanding, but, but there's, there's other things involved here. Uh, God's given us the freedom to choose. Uh, God gives us the opportunity to, to make decisions. So it's not that he's not sovereign, but that he is loving. And he says, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm your creator, and I'm, I'm, I'm powerful, and I orchestrate things, but I'm going to give you freedom to choose. You can walk with me, or you can choose not to walk with me. And it doesn't mean I'm less sovereign. It just means I care about you, and I don't want you to be a puppet. I don't want to have a string up here, and I, I don't want to dictate to you everything you do and how you do it. And that was more the idea of Calvin. So from John Calvin comes Calvinism. And from that, it was during the Protestant Reformation. They were breaking away from Catholicism. Uh, and, and from that, uh, you see your Protestant churches, but especially um, uh, your um, Presbyterian churches really have a lot of Calvinistic theology in, in, in uh, the way they believe. They're more uh, predestination. God has predetermined what happens, how it happens. Uh, they even go so far in the understanding of John Calvin is that God, in the word elect, which is used in Scripture, he says that, that God knows uh, who is going to receive him, and only the ones that he chooses to receive him will receive forgiveness and, and, and have eternal life. And those are called the elect. And so John Wesley and others that, that don't agree with that would say, yes, God is sovereign, and God has created the opportunity for everybody to be saved, but you and I have the free will, and we can choose to accept what Christ has done for us for ourselves, thus becoming saved, thus becoming elect. Um, but God didn't preordain it. God knew beforehand, but his knowledge doesn't mean that he created it and made it happen. He, he doesn't dictate what it is, but he knows. And so John Wesley would say that God's grace is what we're saved by grace through faith, the Scripture says. And so the grace that God extends to those who aren't walking with him is called provenient grace, that he goes before us and his grace is there, uh, his favor is there, his mercy is there, his kindness is there before we accept him as our Lord and Savior and so uh, and receive that forgiveness of sin. So, so this idea of provenient grace works for all people. Um, so this understanding of all things happen for a reason, yes, there's a reason for everything, but it might be because you've chosen to do something and the actions that come from that or the results that come from that action happen in a certain way. Uh, but it was your choice to do it. And the classic example, unfortunately, is a tragic example. If someone chooses to drink and drive, if they drive, get behind the wheel and, and they're intoxicated, they, the, the, God didn't make them do that. They chose to do that. And the results of being intoxicated and driving aren't good. And we know that. So you can run into a fence. You can run into a house. You can run into another car if you're intoxicated and driving. And there's horrible things that have happened throughout history with folks uh, being intoxicated and, and either driving or, or, or doing something that uh, could harm someone else. So, you know, John Calvin will say, well, well they didn't have a choice. They, they, they drank because they, they were supposed to and they got back. And, and so others would say, and, and Calvin uh, is a, was a great man of God, but, but the idea of, of God causing that to happen is unacceptable. I don't think Scripture bears out that. So, but the cause and effect, if you, if you are intoxicated and you get behind the wheel of a car, there's an effect that might happen. And unfortunately, it might be something that is tragic and uh, affects someone else. So uh, there's choices that people make. So when you console somebody, let's say they, 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 were, they were involved with an accident, a car accident, and there was drinking involved, you can't say to that person, it wouldn't be wise to say to that person, you know, that happened for a reason. Well, implying that, you know, God, God, that was a part of God's plan. It was that person's time to, to, to no longer be here because of the, 
those things just can be can be hurtful. So we, we want to make sure that we're very cautious with that. So there's cause and effect. Um, and sometimes the sinful world that we live in, there's negative effects that happen uh, because of that. Uh, sometimes we try to make sense of it by saying, well, that just must have been God's will. You know, this happened. We don't understand why it happened. So it must have been God's will. Uh, and so in Scripture, um, we, we see that, yes, God's will, God's desire, God's hope, God's purposes are all throughout the Scriptures. And one of the things that we know um, that God desires is that, that all to be saved. First Peter talks about that, chapter 3. He desires that all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, we know that not all people are saved. But God's will, God's desire expressed in that verse is that all would come to repentance. Everybody would be saved. So he wants every person he's ever created to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's God's will. We say, well, Mark, God, that, that God's will didn't happen. Well, because God's given us free will. God's given us the ability to choose. So just because something happens or doesn't happen doesn't mean it's, it's completely God's will. And so uh, back at the turn of the century, there was a, a Christian man that uh, uh, Leslie uh, Weatherhead, and he wrote uh, extensively about the will of God, and he kind of broke it down in three areas. He said there's intentional will, God's in, what he intends, what he wants for us. There's uh, circumstantial will, and then there's his ultimate will. And if you think about why things are allowed to happen and why things happen, you can kind of look at these three types of God's will uh, and, and, and understand so his ultimate will is going to happen. Good is going to triumph over evil. Uh, the devil is going to be defeated in the end. All these things that, that he, we know ultimately will happen, that's God's ultimate will. And, that, and there's no, you can't resist that. But God's intentional will, like I mentioned earlier, is he intends and wants and desires for everybody to be saved. But that doesn't happen. So that doesn't mean he's less sovereign. That doesn't mean he's less powerful. That means that's what in the way he's worked in, in the world. And then circumstantial will, you know, uh, you know God doesn't want us to, to, to be at war with everyone, but in the midst of war, there's things that happen. There's men that become heroes. There's people that pass away. There's, there's all, and, and in those circumstances, there's God's desire. There's God's will. And if you seek to, to obey him in the midst of those circumstances, uh, that happens. Uh, you also see um, sometimes God will intervene and, and God will supersede something that happens sometimes like uh, the force of gravity there's times when when you know uh think god just intervenes and we don't know why he does that but 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 he does and so because he doesn't doesn't mean he doesn't love us does that makes sense um so many times we'll we'll blame god for something that happened but that that wasn't his will he just allowed humankind to to do what we do um but we, we, do, we do try to make sense of it, and I'm trying to make sense of now where I was going to go, because uh, it was something I wasn't going to say before, and now I'm going to say it. Um, well, anyway, so we're talking about sinful world, and in, and in this sinful world, um, sometimes you say, well, this was God's will. Oh, and that God supersedes, and sometimes it, God intervenes, and, and he doesn't always intervene. Um, but how, how do you make sense of suffering? Um, Job is a great book in the Old Testament, and Job... Uh, is written for lots of different reasons, that book. But, but in, in there you see that, that, that there's more players involved with just uh, if you obey God, you're blessed, and if you disobey God, then you're cursed because that's laid out in the Old Testament. God says, if you, if you obey me, I'm going to bless you. If you disobey me, you're going to have to suffer the consequences. So here's Job. He was a guy that um, God bragged on Job to, to, to Satan and said, have you considered my servant Job? And he talked about how wonderful Job was and how godly he was. 
And Satan said, you know why Job's like that? It's because you bless him. You've got a hedge of protection around him. You, you, you shower him with all this good. And if you didn't do that, he wouldn't be faithful to you. He, he would curse you to your face. So God basically says, all right, well, I'm going to pull back a little bit of my protective hedge, and I'll let you have at him. You just can't take his life. So Satan comes on the scene, and, and uh, his children are killed. He loses his livestock. All these different blessings that he's had, they're taken from him. And Job begins to suffer. Then physically, he starts having issues. He had boils on his skin. He's physically he's sick. And so some of his buddies come to, to console him. Some of his buddies come to try to help him out. But they're working with the mindset of this. Job, you must have done something bad. You must be disobedient to God because these bad things are happening to you. And Job's like, before God, I, I, I'm innocent. I really haven't. I, I've, I've been good. So with this whole book, and if, if you want to read it, you're, you're welcome to do it. But at the very end, God blesses Job, and he has twice as much as he had from before. Even though he experienced all the loss and things like that, God comes on the scene. But this book introduces another player in the midst of our experience. And that is Satan, that there is evil forces out there at work. Jesus spoke of him in John 10. He said he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He comes to steal from you, he comes to kill you, and he comes to destroy the things that you love. That's part of the makeup of this evil entity, Satan. Now, here's another thing that we got to be careful of. We know that's what he does. We know that's his... his um, way of, of getting back at God, because he's getting at the image of God. You are the image of God, created in God's image and likeness. So he can't get at God, so he's getting at you. So a problem we have to make sure is, is yes, there's cause and effect. And yes, there is an evil force in this world, but we can't say everything evil that happens is the devil. Have you ever met somebody that, everything, well, that's the devil. The devil did that. The devil did that. You blame everything bad on the devil. Now, there might be things that the devil has done, but sometimes there's evil in this world because we, as sinful people, do evil. And it's not that the devil made you do it. You remember Flip Wilson from the 70s? The devil made me do it. You know, a lot of times it's not that. It's just Paul talks about this. He says our sinful nature drags us, pulls us, causes us to make these poor choices. And we've got to resist that temptation. And in Christ we can, and we go to serve the living God. So there's lots of players involved. There's lots of what reasons why things happen. And we can't always blame God. And we shouldn't always blame the devil. And we can't always say that, it, that it's you or me that's causing that. But, but it's very, very complicated. But here's what we can say. You think, well, Mark, if all this is happening, what, what can we say? And this is a scripture verse for us today. It's in your bulletin. It's Romans 8, 28. It says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Now, the New, New American Standard is my favorite translation. It says, we know that God called, and God is not in the original Greek, but with the implication because of the context is that God is the one who causes all things to work together for good. But what you can't say with this particular translation, not of them has God in that first part, is that we know that God causes all things. You can't stop there. Because in the Greek, it doesn't do that. But what we know is all things work together for good, and God is the one who works all things together. That's the, that's the understanding. Uh, but all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So here's what we know in the midst of all of this craziness that happens in this world and trying to understand why they're suffering. We know that in the midst of all of it, Good can come 
from something that's bad. Now, does God cause the bad so he can cause the good to happen? No. And that's the problem. A lot of things, well, well, well God had a reason for that. Or, or we just, you know, that must have been the will of God and we just have to accept it. No, things happen. And when bad things happen, we can't blame God. Don't always blame the devil. But bad things happen in this world because we live in a fallen world. And what we can say and what we can console ourselves with is in the midst of this horrible situation, in the midst of this suffering, in the midst of this tragedy, God will be at work. And because God is all-powerful, He can bring from this horrible experience and from the suffering, He can bring good out of it. And we don't know how that might happen or what that might look like, but we do know that God is at work to bring about good from the horrible things that happen. Amen? So if you want to love somebody, just, just say, God has not forsaken you, and God can bring good out of this. And God will walk with us through these tragedies and through these harmful things. God will never leave us alone when you're suffering. And we can lean on God. But, but to say it happened for a reason can sometimes put us in a bad situation with God. I think, well, God, why did you cause this? Why did you take my little brother? Why did my cousin have to die? All these horrible things that sometimes we, we attribute to God uh, can be avoided if we just uh, watch what we say and when we console. Amen.